What is up, my hun yucks? Welcome back to another episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. Coming at you live. Bringing you another episode this week. Just going to talk about some more fun stuff. Look, I've got a lot of backed up notes. I've talked about doing some of my archived notes episodes that I mean literally go back to day one. Like three years ago. I just started looking through the first few and I was like, man, I really was leaning hard uh, to having a more politically, culturally centered show. And I think that's what it's been a lot of. But more recently, we've been a little bit more whimsical. So... Yeah, but we're here, going to have a good time, even though I did just wash my truck and not get the receipt for the two-day guarantee, and it is downpouring. I was sitting there, I was like, oh, it looks a little dim out, maybe got a little cloudy down here, and I was like, what was that? Look on my radar, giant cell of rain. Now, my truck did need to get clean because I literally went through so many bugs uh, coming home this last weekend that... (laughs) At one point, I go, oh, is it, are we starting to drive through some rain? And then I realized, no, we are just hitting that many bugs. There were so many bugs on my grill. Whoa. Just threw up in my mouth. Hold on. Well, I could edit that out, but, you know, I just like to keep it real with you guys. So... I, so many bugs, like at a glance you go, oh wow, like, you know, he went through like a dirt puddle or something, just a bunch of dirt caked up on the front, you get up close, it just riddled with, and it's, and it's a chrome grill too, so it's just covered in bugs, uh, any bug stories, bring me your bug stories, hitting bug stories, I will say, that was, it's still not as bad as when you're on a motorcycle, and you ride through a cloud of gnats, and you're sitting there riding, and all of a sudden you just goes, and your whole face shield is covered because unlike a car, you do not have the windshield washer with the wipers that you can kind of ring, 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 ring and get it clean a little bit, at least on your windshield, you know? Nope, you're just stuck there. Got, I've had it get so bad before on an evening ride that I looked at my wife and I said, hey, we need to head back because if I hit very many more bugs, I will legitimately not be able to see. And that's a concern. So <laughs> we headed home. But yeah, so many bugs. And, of course, like clockwork, wash the truck. And what happens? Oh, yeah. We uh, bring a whole bunch of rain. I did need to get the bugs off, though, so I'm not I'm not super, super mad. I'm just slightly annoyed because it's one of those things. I'd, I'd at least like it to be nice for a couple days. But I wonder if I could go back and sit and they'll have it on record. Because So, the, so I go to a Charlie's Car Wash. It's a franchise one. I don't know how widespread it is. But I think it's at least in a few states. And I really like it. Have the little quick pass. So I just roll up. It reads it. And it's like, hey, do you want your usual or do you want to change it up? And I was like, I need to change it up. Spend a couple more bucks. Get their uh, two-day guarantee one, which basically means you come back with within 48 hours and say, you know, because something happened, you can get it rewashed. And because it's guaranteed to stay clean for two days. That's why they call it that. Here we are over-explaining something. God bless it. And... It's, uh, it, it, look, Charlie's is pretty darn freaking good. All right. It, it's, it's PDFG to the max. Like it gets it done. I, and this was, it's really, really true first test. I went in a little skeptical because I've been through some automatic washes and you know, when you get some bugs caked up, like it'll get some of them, but it's not meant to like clean it. No, I was clear. Like, sure. There were still a few bugs here and there, but I'm talking minimal minuscule all, all in all 
nice and shiny and new. So good job, Charlie's. Heavily endorse it. Not a sponsor of the podcast. I would gladly sponsor you, though. I have both my cars set up with their little quick pass thing, and it's the bomb, right? You just show up, get it done. Has uh, the best blowers. It's one of the longer car washes. The vacuums, too, are primo. You can't... Don't sleep on vacuums, all right? Car wash can be good. If it's got crappy vacuums or paid vacuums, which are garbage... It's, uh, you know, I'll consider going somewhere else. So, yeah, that's that's where we're at right now. You know, just threw up in my mouth a little bit on the podcast. So maybe that's a sign that I shouldn't be doing this episode, but we're here. We're live. We're going to make it happen. We're going to have some fun with it. All right. So I have big news that I'm not sure how to get into. Um. it's 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 pretty life changing, and it may change how you view me. It may it may turn you away, and you may find yourself uh, in in the same position that I'm in currently too. You may you may join me in this. Uh, it's not really an endeavor, but in this in this new path of life and understanding. And what it is is that uh, I and uh, unbeknownst to them, a lot of other people are no longer. I'll say no longer just heterosexual, and in some sense, for me, I, I don't, I don't identify as heterosexual anymore. It's, uh, I know, I know, it's a shock, and you might be saying, "Why? What's going on?" No, 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 I'm not switch. I'm not batting for another team. I realized that heterosexual was very all-encompassing and not specific enough, and maybe you know, in, in this day and age where each group needs to be equally represented i felt that my group was underrepresented within the wheelhouse of heterosexual within that umbrella and so i you know i started seeking out you know is there some because now you know you have you have you have homosexual or gay you have lesbian you have trans you have uh bisexual pansexual uh, i saw a new thing today demisexual haven't looked into that don't know what that's about um you, you know gender non-binary conforming whatever i i don't know all the terms right you've queer you have different things like that and uh but heterosexual i mean could mean so many things and it includes so many different people you know you have single people you have married people you have dating people can all fall under this category and you know i just felt that we were my group specifically was getting lost in um and and lost amongst the crowd, you know, lost amongst the trees, if you will. And we needed to be, have better, more pronounced specific representation. And that is why I now identify as a spousal sexual. Uh, I'll say it one more time. I am a spousal sexual. And what is that? You might ask. Well, uh, I appreciate you asking. And, uh, you know, it is, it is where one is only attracted exclusively, if you will, attracted to his or her spouse, meaning I am only attracted to my wife and no one else. And in an intimate sense, at least in yes, yeah, I am, I am solely attracted to my wife and that is a spousal sexual. I, you know, this was, this was a really hard process and a long process for me to go through that, 
and, and but something that once I'm now being on the other side of it, I feel so free and I feel like I'm for the first time I'm fully myself, at least as of the last few years. And so I've even talked to a couple of my married friends and let them know that like, hey, you may be spousal sexual and they've they've all agreed that they you know what, I think you're right and and we're all kind of in group. So it's something it's a it's a new movement that I'm and I'm trying to, you know, help show the world and illuminate to the people that this is a thing and this may be you. And if this is you to explore that option, and because it may not be you, even, even if you are married, you may not find yourself as identifying as a spousal sexual, but I, uh, but I now do. And so uh, I, I'm no longer referring to myself as a heterosexual. I am a spousal sexual in that I'm only attracted to my wife. And uh, don't worry, this isn't just for men to women necessarily. The women could be towards the men and uh, so on and so forth. It works both ways. That's why we, that's why the term uh, spousal sexual is. So with that being said too, I realized too, that this this underseen group is also, well, albeit a very large group, but it's almost like that silent majority. You know, so you probably sit back and say, oh, tons of people are married. What do you mean? Yeah, well, we're married and we just get grouped in with everybody else. We're not, we're not seen apart, you know, and that, and that's, and that's what, that's what this world is all about right now. You know, we, we, we're grouping people by race, we're grouping people by um, sexual preference or orientation, by gender, and then by sex too. And so you have all these different categories of grouping, you know, men, women, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And so why, why would we, why would we still lump single married mixed groups like that, you know, and there needs to be, there needs to be some, some form of some form of specificity there. You know what I'm saying? And so with that, my Hanyaks, we, uh, I have come to realize that there is, there is no symbol, you know, now too, along with that, you, you know, you have your specific grouping and then you have your, your group's symbol or flag is usually the go-to and, you know, spousal sexuals aren't, aren't, uh, don't have their own flag. So we need, we need our own flag. And so I took the liberty of at least doing a rudimentary design. I don't think it needs to be anything flashy. And talking with one of my friends, uh, someone you all know, Connor, we discussed this yesterday. He is also, him and his wife also now identify as spousal sexuals. And uh, so they've, they've, they've joined, joined the group and uh, very excited to have them. Um, you know, we're going to continue to grow, hopefully, and organize. But uh, helped him. He helped with the design of it. I'll see if I can post a link to it in the description and you can check it out for yourself and let me know what you think. Um, through a five-star review, text or call, voice memo, or email. And yeah, give me your feedback. Let me know, you know, hey, are you, are you, you might be a spousal sexual and not realize it. And, you know, do you feel almost overlooked? Do you feel just blended in? Do you feel like, yes, you belong, but you don't fully belong or you aren't fully seen? Well, that, that's what spousal sexual is here for, for you to do. And no, this is not a Babylon B article that I'm reading or anything. This is, this is from me. This is from the heart. All right. Now, have I thought about submitting this to Babylon B? Yes, but why would I do that? Because that's a satire site. And this is not satire. This is my life. This is my truth I'm living right now. And uh, so, so that's where we're at. But yeah, I designed the flag. I'll give you uh, a description of what the flag looks like. The flag is a, um, it's gray. You know, we thought about going black, we thought about going white, we thought about going one of the bright colors, but we didn't want to get it confused, you know, with the trans flag, there's the um, the pride flag, or any of these other groups, you know, the super straight flag, too, it's orange and black, and it's its own thing. So we didn't want to get confused with that. So 
we, we kept it gray and we thought, you know, we're trying to figure out what are symbols of marriage and what is, the, I mean, the go-to, what is on my left hand right now and my wife's hand uh, in day or night and even time, you know, almost every married person, some people even tattoo them, it's a ring. And so, you know, there's two rings in the marriage and, and they, they, and so we thought about overlapping rings because these rings, which are continuous are now forever connected or, or intersected. And it, it essentially makes one kind of double ring. And so that's, that's what it is. It's gray background with two gold rings that are slightly overlapping. Think of a, kind of like a Venn diagram. And that is the spousal sexual symbol, um, if you will. And I can, uh, if anyone who is now a spousal sexual would like a, a copy of the file to, you know, maybe do with what they will, whether it be get a tattoo, put it, make it on your screensaver, make a phone case out of it, whatever, make a shirt. I don't know. And, you know, will there be merch? Possibly in the future, we will uh, we'll look into that. I'm, I'm not I'm not quite at the merch stage of my podcast yet. We're not quite built out like that. As much as I would love to do it, it would be very small orders, and I would need and uh, you know I, I would need to guarantee that I could sell whatever I ordered or would be by order. If I could figure out a service, anyone knows of a service that's like a made to order thing where it's like I can just make designs and you can put them on different things for certain costs. I mean, I'm all in on that. I'm all ears. I'm all ears. That's something I've started looking into is how to do a merch shop. So if anyone has any experience with that and would love to send along their thoughts, uh, email me at ceramicviking at gmail.com and we can talk about it. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at. I am a spouse. I'm a proud spousal sexual now. And uh, next thing we have to do is we have to figure out, you know, when is, when is, uh, um, when is our day? And then, you know, are we just going to be limited to a day? Or are we going to get a week or, you know, big, a big, big ask here. And, and maybe at first we don't, you know, and, but eventually, you know, maybe do we, do we, do we get our own month and, and what month could that be? Would that be the month that are the, that most off most weddings happen in? Maybe. I don't know. So, uh, let me see if I can actually Google that real quick. Cause that might not, that might be a good day. Most common wedding day. Wedding date, and then we'll look up most common wedding month. But yeah, so uh, if you have any ideas, then send them in. I'd love to hear them, you know, as far as uh, my fellow spousal sexuals, as far as when we can do this, because this is a movement and we're going to start it. And I think it's going to, it's really going to help a lot of people get through a lot of problems. And, uh, and you know, and I, and I don't need any of those bigots, please just keep, keep it to yourself. Just consider it, have a little empathy here and, uh, or and sympathy and, you know, just let us live our truth, spousal sexuals. Don't, don't, don't interject with your hate. We don't need that. Uh, let's see the top five most top 10 most popular wedding dates. Ooh, should I go on 2020? I just saw a link on my Google search for AOL. Excuse me? Look, DuckDuckGo, you were pulling from the archives. All right. Prime wedding season is May through October. So sometime in the middle of that, uh, maybe July or August. But okay, oh yeah, we gotta scroll. There we go, there we go. Alright. Are these the most popular? Zola Delve, so I'll I'll put this in here. Zold shared the most popular dates that they saw from couples wedding registries and wedding websites in twenty twenty. So top ten dates. October tenth, June twentieth. This is last year, September nineteenth, June sixth, September 
26th, October 17th and 3rd, September 12th, wow, that's a bold one, May 30th and May 16th. And then if you go to the previous year, man, a lot of October, September, a couple Junes. Um, I mean, based off that, I'm thinking maybe, maybe, it, you know, maybe it's a, I don't, I don't necessarily want to go May cause I feel like it's on the, it's on the, it's right there on the precipice of, of pride month. And I don't want to overlap and cause problems there. You know, people are like, you, why aren't you involved in pride? And it's like, well, we're kind of our own thing. So I almost like September. I think it's a good middle ground. Nobody really gets married in August, apparently September or, or October. My parents got married in October, October 3rd, I believe. So it's a, it's a good top five most popular wedding months and why couples love them. Don't care about the why. All right. So here we go. Uh, number five, August, uh, 10% of couples marry in August. Wow. Number four is May. All right. 11% of couples marry in May. And then three is June, June, uh, 13% of couples Wow, 31% of couples marrying in the summertime. And then number two, September, uh, couples love fall weddings. Okay, 36% of couples get married in the fall. Wow, I I fall in that bucket, November 10th. That's when, uh, that's when my, it's great, great day to get married. Uh, if you are going to get married on that day though, you do need to let me know. We'll go through the approval process, make sure everything's kosher because if I'm going to be sharing a wedding anniversary with someone, A, I want to make sure there's a wedding built to last. B, I want to make sure, uh, you're not, uh, you're not crazy and I don't have to deal with none of your nonsense because we're sharing an anniversary. Uh, we, we got to be on the same page about all this stuff. All right. Uh, so, oh. Any of any of my any of my married people out there, potential spousal sexuals, I will not miss uh, misgroup you just yet. I will let you come into that truth if that's what you you end up being. But I'm just say I'll just say this: I'm optimistic that you will uh, find your truth in in that and and uh, start identifying with us. But any any of my married people listening out there, when was your wedding? You don't need to say the date, the exact date, but when, what month, and what day? Uh, is it a middle month thing or, you know, were you springtime, summer, fall, winter, really throw it off. All right. Uh, number two, or did I say that? Yeah. 30% September 2nd, most popular wedding month with 15% of couples. And then number one. Okay. I was Pat's Pat's on the back for me. Pat's on the back for me because I was right. Number one is October. I said I felt like it was probably September, October. It is October. Leaves are starting to change. It's cooling off. People love it. Going into fall, a new school year started. It's great, right? And then it's like, boom, you get married, and a couple months later, you're you're at uh, Christmas. So it's like you get your wedding presents, you get your Christmas presents, you get a bunch of presents to start your marriage off right. So uh, it's been the most popular the past few years. Uh, Three of the most popular wedding dates in 2019 took place in October, 7th, 14th, and 21st. Wow. So they're all, that's funny. I'm assuming it's Saturdays, but that's funny that they're all seven days apart. Um, wow. Oh, it doesn't say what percent though. They all, the, real, okay, look, if you're going to be doing one of these articles and you're giving me percentages on every single one and then you leave it out on the top one, what are we doing? Oh my gosh. The least popular wedding months, December, January, and February. Well, I was born in December, so people people don't want to disrespect me by getting married in December. Uh, and so I, I can totally respect that. And February is Black History Month, so, you know, you got sorry. <laughs> you got to have a certain amount of melanin to get married in Feb- February. It's just the rules of the road. I don't make them. Uh, I don't even enforce them. But, yeah, 
So, huh. All right. So people, uh, anyone can chime in on this. However, if you are a spousal sexual now or a potential spousal sexual, you, you're, you're, um, your opinion, your thoughts on this will, will carry much more weight. But based upon what we know now, October, we're looking at September, October. I'm leaning towards October. I think, let's see. Let's see if I can find one that goes back more than two years. Uh, most popular wedding dates. Um, all right, here we go. Maybe that one will have more general statistics over a longer period of time. A little longitudinal study. Some uh, some t- statistical talk for you. All right. So I'm thinking October. Exact date? I don't know. I will tell you this. Eventually, whether they accept it or not, eventually October is going to be Spousal Sexual Month. And it's we're going to have we're gonna have a great celebration. We're going to have some fun, I don't know, dinner parties. Play some uh, couples games. Uh, do some wedding trivia, marriage trivia type stuff. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe do a trip. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. All right. So, but but definitely October. So, give me your thoughts on the the exact date that we should choose. I mean, I feel like there should be at least a day, and then and then maybe we can expand it to a week. But maybe we just need to have it the whole month. Let me know your, any and all of your thoughts. Send them in, uh, email, call, text. Voice memo, uh, five star review, whatever. Just, uh, just give me your thoughts on what you think it should be, and we can get this ball rolling and get this spousal sexual movement um, really growing. So it should be, yeah, should be pretty cool. I'm excited, and I don't know. Someone may have some off the wall opinion and say it needs to be May. Um, now just keep in mind, this isn't about you and your wedding date here. All right. If that, we want to be impartial here, October, the fall weddings are king and I'm going to see if they look, see if they are now, but I think that's always been true. So pull up another article from sound vision. When do most people get married? Wedding statistics in the United States. So hopefully this is more broad. So I mean, since we're here, we'll just, uh, we'll go through some fun statistics. Am I right? Or am I wrong? Am I wrong? Or am I, am I right? Or am I right? All right. Yeah. We'll close this out. I think it's a great episode. All right. 2.3 million couples wed every year in the U.S., so 6,200 weddings a day. That is so many. Average age of a bride, 25.3. Oh, rule 25. You don't know the rule of 25. You need to wait till you're 25 to get married. Something that was taught in my family, I broke it by like six months. Or wait. No, I broke it by like a month. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, you wait till you're 25. A, you're out of college. You've had a couple years on your own, um, so you kind of establish yourself. Got a got a good clean footing in life, and then you're ready to make those kind of lifetime uh, commitments and join at the hip and somebody with somebody. And so it's uh, forever and forever. So that's why you want to do the rule of 25. Then if you're live to be 75, you'll be married 50 years, and it's a great time. Average age of groom 26.9. All right, ladies marrying up like an older man. That's fair. Average number of guests, 178. Jeez. Oh, man. This one I don't like as much, but I'm going to say one-third of those getting married have been married before. Okay. Let's talk some money. Ooh, ooh, money, money, money. 72 billion, billion with a B per year spent on weddings. Holy smokes. Average wedding budget is 20K? Oh, my. Down payment on a house or a wedding. This goes back to marriage or mortgage. Mortgage every time. Uh, $1,016 uh, $16 is the average cost of wedding rings for the bride and groom. Okay. 
blah, blah, blah. Don't care about that one. 19 billion per year spent on wedding gift registries. Uh, 8 billion on honeymoons. Average honeymoon budget is $3,600. Over uh, 91% of all weds, of all to be weds. What a weird way to say it. Register for gifts. Couple receives gifts from an average of 200 guests. Man. Most wedding guests, here you go. If you've ever wondered how much to spend on a wedding gift, how much is a good amount, if you want to fall on the average, we got it for you. Most wedding guests spend between $70 and $100 on a gift. Um, so real quick, I'm going to pause here because I'm, I'm going to put all this in the – I just decided to put all this in the, the link in the description and I want to I, – I lost the previous article so I need to go back and get it. Wedding months. Bam. Okay, okay. There we go. Load up for me, big dog. All right, here we go. Timing of weddings. Here's here's the big show right here. The big shabang. Oh, oh, interesting, interesting. Conflicting statistics. This is gonna take this is take all of us here to figure this out. All right, June is the most popular month for weddings. Then August. Then September. Then October. Well, June is already taken, so that one's off the books. Maybe we could fight um, fight the pride people for it. Uh, but I don't know if we'd win that one. All right. We all know once you get married, you quit caring about your body as much. And, uh, so you get a little lax and you're not as in shape, you know? All right. Uh, let's go by monthly breakdown. January 4.7%, February 7, March 6, April 7, May 9.8, June 10.8, July 9.7, August 10.2. So it's a close second. And then September 9.6, October 9.4. So outside of June, man, really, summer weddings are most popular. Uh, wow. 80% are still in churches or synagogues. 99% of newlyweds take a honeymoon. Poor 1%. Uh, oh, wow. You spend three times as much on your honeymoon as you do a regular vacation. I like that. I, I'm down with that. of honeymooners travel within the U.S., 60 go to a foreign country, also like that. Seven to nine days lengthwise, good. Most popular destinations, Las Vegas, Hawaii, went there, so I fall into that group. The Caribbean and Jamaica, Yaman. 35% of brides and grooms have a valid passport. Well, a lot. So 60% go to a foreign country, 35 have valid stuff. We'll figure that one out. Oh, wow. Las Vegas, Nevada is a second... Um, wet, top wedding city in the world with 114,000 weddings. You know what the top wedding city in the world is? Istanbul, not Constantinople. Istanbul, not Constantinople. Uh, look at that song if you don't know. It. Uh, wow, with 166,000 each year. All right, wow, that's interesting. So we have conflicting articles here. The one that said October is the most popular month. Now, it's going off of recent history. I don't know what this one's working off. They did post all their sources at the bottom, which is nice. So I wonder if this was maybe this last year or if this has been more over time, more longitudinal. I still like October. It's the 4th. So it's June, August, September, then October. So I'll take it. Uh, and so so I'm still, I'm still pulling for October. I mean, you could convince me of August or September possibly. I think, I think July and May are too close to Pride Month. I, don't, I just... I mean, we're just going to step on toes. So let me know. Anyways, let me know what you think. What do you think of any of these statistics? Um, are you a spousal sexual? If so, welcome to the family. Would love to, uh, to have you part of this group. Now, I will say this. Uh, I, I imagine there might be... No, I'm not going to say that. So don't even worry about it. But uh, yeah, let me know any and all your thoughts. Um, 
I'll see if I can figure out a link in the description. You, if you, if you don't see it, then I didn't figure it out for the spousal sexual uh, logo or symbol, symbol, there we go, uh, symbol, flag, whatever you want to call it. But to any of those who have become spousal sexuals, reach out. Let me know. We got to, we got to, we got to start build our community. And that starts with you and me, you know, and, and connecting. So welcome to the family and help walk you through some of the early stages and figure out, you know, kind of what that looks like. Cause I will say mentally it is, it is a, you know, it's kind of a whirlwind, but it's, but you will come out better on the other side. So, uh, anyways, leave any and all thoughts on any of this. Um, your, let's get your votes going for, um, what, what month, first of all, is going to be spousal sexual month. And then what potential, what day slash week we're looking at right now, my votes for October. I like, mm, I like October 14th, middle of October. We're not too close to Halloween. Uh, but, but I think events, uh, first week of October, maybe, I mean, maybe if there's a most popular week in October, I might look into that. So we'll, we'll figure it out though. Any and all thoughts you can email in. It's the rambling Viking at gmail.com. You can leave a five-star review and give me any of your thoughts. Or you can call or text the show. Calling will equate to, you won't talk to me. You'll just leave a voicemail. It forwarded automatic to a voicemail. But it's uh, 580-789-9258. And last but not least, you can leave a minute long. You're capped at a minute. Uh, but you can leave a voice message following the link in the description where it says voice memo. And uh, you will be capped at a minute. So do the call method if you don't want to be capped at a minute. So uh, anyways, let me know what you think. I appreciate, uh, I, I know that you guys are behind me. I appreciate the support, appreciate everything as, uh, as I step into this new journey in life with, with my newfound identity. I, f- I feel so free. So uh, would love to, and, and, and I appreciate all the continued support. I, I don't know what else to say besides uh, uh, send, me, send me your thoughts. I'm dragging this out way too long. Sorry about you. Bye.